Hey guys, it's Anvi and welcome to the first episode of Art with Anvi. Art is generally not given a lot of importance in school, whether it's dance, music, or studio art. None of the art majors are listed as one of the popular majors amongst college students. I hope that speaking to some accomplished artists about how they incorporate art into their lives will inspire us all to include art in our lives as well. I'm excited to introduce our first guest, Ravithi Mahorker. Ravithi is a 19-year-old dancer from Maryland and a current student at Bernard College, Columbia University. She is trained in a variety of styles of dance, including Kathak, Jazz, Funk, Contemporary, and Bollywood. She is active on social media at Malug, where she puts up her own choreographies and dance covers. Having built up a loyal audience over the last two years, she has recently begun to conduct virtual workshops and classes. Ravithi brings a unique multicultural dimension to her performances, having lived in Japan, the US, India, and the Philippines. I'm so excited to have you as our first guest today. Hi, Anvi. I'm so excited to be here. So let's get started. So to start off, I want to hear about how, what you've been doing the past few months. How are you adapting to this sudden change in all of our lifestyles? I mean, it's such a crazy time. How are you focusing on dance during this period? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a really crazy time. It's very weird that we've all been stuck inside of our houses for the last four or five months. Um, and, uh, you know, what's nice about dance, at least, is that um, it is something you can kind of do from your own home if you have the space. Uh, and luckily for me, I do have space in my basement. I have my own little studio. So um, I have been really focusing on dance over these past few months, taking as many virtual classes as possible. Uh, and for me, it's been really exciting because um, a lot of the teachers who I really admire are in all these places that weren't actually accessible to me in real life, just like on a you know normal basis. Uh, and they all started offering online workshops, online classes. So uh, for me, I kind of decided that I would give that my all. I just signed up for as many of those as possible. Um, and sometimes that meant waking up at some very odd hours. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely been a lot of fun and been really worth it because I feel like I've learned so much over the past few months. That sounds really great. That sounds like such a great and productive use of your time. I know I definitely had fun at attending your workshop. So I'm really inspired by what you're doing. So thank you. Yeah. So moving on, um, what inspired you to take this particular route with dance? Yeah. So I think you know I started posting videos on Instagram in my senior year, um, and it was kind of just something I did. I think I started the account because I wanted to enter some kind of competition, and then I kind of I didn't do anything with it. And then I don't know. I think because I wasn't really able to find the right space for me in real life in terms of my dance. Like I felt like I felt kind of out of place in, you know, the normal American dance classes, like going to contemporary hip hop. I always either felt extremely behind or just, I didn't feel like I fit in. And I had my classical classes, which I liked, but you know, it is a, it is a different form of uh, dance, pretty traditional. So, and, you know, the people I really looked up to were a lot of these YouTube creators who I've been observing for, you know, four or five years. So, I think, you know, after a 
started learning some of those routines and just kind of realizing that that's what made me really happy. I just started putting a few videos up and eventually after I traveled to India with my family and I kind of saw how popular this whole thing was, I really decided to be regular with it and make it something I was actively working on. Wow, that's that's a really great journey. I know like social media is such a huge platform. I'm glad that you were able to make such great use of it. And your platforms come such a long way since when you started. It's great to see that. So are there any specific mentors or people that have encouraged you and helped you along this way? Yeah, so I think, you know, number one was my mom for sure, because she, I think, saw that I had this kind of inclination towards dance from a very young age. And she made sure I was enrolled in classes sort of wherever we were. Like you mentioned in my introduction, my family has lived in a lot of different countries. We've just, uh, because of my dad's job, we've had to travel a lot. And so wherever we went, you know, I was doing, I was in some class. Like, you know, when I was in New York City, I started with ballet. I did a little bit of paratatium. Then we were in India and I did Bollywood. Then I was in the Philippines. I did some jazz, more Bollywood. And then finally when we came here, um, I started my classical classes. And so, yeah, and you know, it was always an effort to get to those classes also, because I live in Maryland and the classes are in Virginia. So it's like um, at least a 45 minute drive every time we went there. And then my mom would take me. She would hang around for like two, one or two hours. Then we'd drive back. So definitely very grateful for that. And then in terms of mentors, I think it's definitely been all my, all the teachers I've learned from. In terms of classical, it's been Suramaoshi, who Andi knows because she also learned Gatsuk from her. Yeah. And, you know, Suramaoshi's teacher, who is Manisha Sai, and Manisha Sai's daughter and daughter-in-law and her, her senior students, all of whom, you know, have given us workshops over the last six or seven years for me. And I mean, just watching all of that perform has inspired me because, you know, I've seen that was my access to what uh, traditional Indian dance really looks like in India, you know, the kinds of effort that people are putting in. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. And I would just say also lastly, the most recent uh, mentor in my life is Sorani Karunkar, uh, is the owner of her own dance company called Falling Heels. And actually, she's become a mentor over this quarantine period because I've been learning a lot from her. I've been attending her classes over the last four months pretty consistently. been learning uh, contemporary street jazz, heel, and, you know, not only is she an excellent teacher, she's also really taught me about uh, how your mind plays a huge role in dance. So, yeah. Those are some great mentors. Uh, that sounds so nice. So, how do you think that others can find someone to guide them in the world of dance just like you did? How did you go about finding these people to help you out? Okay. So, I think what's most important is that you need to find teachers who really fit with your values and your personality. You know, before I started Gatsuk classes with Uttara Maoshi, who is my current teacher, I had tried a bunch of other forms of classical dance and I had tried other teachers. But I never really enjoyed those classes because I think many of the teachers were kind of excessively harsh and critical when they really didn't need to be. 
And you know, when you're just starting out, learning any kind of dance form, I think it's important to have someone who shows you the beauty of that art form and you know makes you feel happy every time you do it. So <clears throat> when I started with Tsuramashi's classes, I found that you know we had this community and we were always having fun while dancing. We were laughing and. It was a it was a very good environment to be in. I don't think I never felt you know burdened by going to dance classes. It was something that became very regular in my life. I was the one who was always like, I need to be at my dance class every Sunday. And yeah, you know, if that doesn't mean that eventually you don't become serious and you don't practice hard, but that has to kind of be the product of your love for dance and not not where you start, because I don't think that's really useful in having a stick. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm glad that you had someone navigating you and the path you wanted to take. I'm sure this is very useful to anyone who's pursuing an art on the same level that you are. So uh, you already told us a little bit about how you started your dance career. Maybe you could expand a little bit more on that. Like when exactly did you start dance and what have you discovered about yourself while pursuing dance? Sure, yeah. So when exactly I started dancing, I'm not totally sure. <laughs> All I know is that I was very little. I think I think the first dance class I took was ballet. And after that, I, as I said, I did Paranatyam. I did, uh, in Bombay, I did a little bit of Shama Salver classes, um, which are Bollywood classes, and a few other styles after that. And I think as I pursued these different forms, I think I discovered personally that there's so much versatility in dance, and um, that's something that I really wanted to embrace. And even now, it's sometimes it's hard for me to pick a style, you know. And, and maybe that's not always the greatest thing because at some point you want to become a master of one of those styles that you picked. But you know, it also does help you, you know, create your own style and um, incorporate different elements from these different forms that you learn into something that is very unique in its own way. You know, like I think having traditional Kathak training, but also knowing a little bit of contemporary, a little bit of street jazz, all of those things make my style unique and different and hopefully make me stand out. Yeah, I've definitely seen that on your Instagram as well with all the performances that and videos that you've been posting. I see that you combine Kathak with other dance forms and I think that's okay. so great. I love to see that. And so are there any specific lessons that dance has taught you and how do you implement these lessons into other areas of your life? Yeah, so I think dance has definitely taught me a lot. It's been one of those things that has been very consistent in my life. So, you know, I've, I've definitely drawn a lot out of it. I think, you know, most significantly is learning to be a persistent and patient Student. To be a good dancer, you just have to put in your daily effort, you have to practice, not get frustrated when things aren't working the way you want them to. And then with that, I think, comes becoming a person who's just kind to yourself sometimes. Like, I think it's important not to constantly compare yourself or constantly be like, why is this working for me? Why am I not able to get this? Because, you know, you can't be perfect at everything. Ultimately, there are so many, there are so many dancers, that's just a fact that there are tons of people and it's so easy to feel kind of lost in that sea of other artists and other dancers. But I think you just kind of have to remind yourself that you have your own unique set of skills and, you know, art is not about 
it's not always just about who is the best, who is the most trained. It's about somebody who can bring something unique, can give an audience a new perspective on things. So I think that's really important to keep in mind. Another thing is learning how to compromise. You know, when you want to work with another dancer and create something, everybody has their own vision and, you know, that's okay. And you don't have to, you don't have to stress that, you know, everything doesn't come out exactly the way you think it's going to come out. Like, even, even if it's not about being with other dancers, even when it's just with yourself, sometimes, like, when I'm making my own videos, I'll forget to do something or costume doesn't look exactly the way I want it to. But that doesn't mean it's all garbage. It's just it's just a little different. And, you know, it's not something to freak out about. Nothing is going to be exactly the way you envision it. Yeah, I think there, there are a lot of different parts of dance that will teach you these kinds of lessons that you can definitely apply to anything you do in life. You know, like even, even with a normal job or as a student in school, you have to practice persistence, patience, compromise all of these things are are super important yeah i'm glad you brought that up i feel like a lot of people definitely think that you have to be perfect at art to master it or things like that but you definitely don't have to be i'm glad that to see that dance has helped you better other parts of your life i hope that the listeners can also build up some motivation to pursue an art after hearing your wonderful response so Kind of building off of the previous question, how did you incorporate dance into your daily lifestyle while you were in college? So honestly, in college, it wasn't super easy to incorporate dance. Definitely, it wasn't something I was doing daily. I tried out for some teams. I initially tried out for the Bollywood team at my school, which I didn't get into. So that was really difficult for me initially. After that, I decided to join um, the Kathak team. And this was, this was at the old school I was at. I recently transferred to Barnard College. <laughs> but, you know, it's the old school I was at was a huge, had a huge student body, a huge pool of undergrads. So it, some of these clubs were a little bit competitive to get into. So I ended up being on this Kathak team and it wasn't something I did every day, but I was definitely connected to some really amazing dancers through that. Was able to learn about the different ways people were trying to keep up with their passion even while they had a heavy load from college. But it was definitely difficult because I entered college the summer after I had spent uh, I had spent the whole summer in India doing dance classes, being around that whole uh, very vibrant dance scene. So coming away from that, I was kind of I was a little bit sad. I was like. <laughs> You know, I don't have access to the same resources I did back there. And I did, I did do some workshops, you know, the area I was in did get some interesting choreographers coming in and doing, doing their little workshops, but, you know, it was, the area was not super connected, it was not super easy to get from place to place. Yeah, for sure. I, I get what you mean. Like, it's definitely hard to balance your college life and your dance life, and especially if you don't live in, like, a area which provides all these resources it can definitely make it harder so you mentioned that you like that you couldn't dance as much while you were in college so did that affect other parts of your life and like while you were studying and just other areas of your college life yeah so i think that dance is just such a crucial aspect of my life and it is that thing for me that you know, and I feel like it's truly mine, and it's something that I, I know I can, I have the potential to be good at when I work at it. Um, so, so I think that just kind of 
it, it made me less happy to not be able to do it as often. And you know, when you're when you're less happy, your motivation in other things also goes down. So I wouldn't say that it, it actively impacted my um, you know me as a student, but you know, I, I I think I didn't have the same level of balance in my life that I was used to. I was used to doing my homework and you know being able to dance in my home or. Even, even if I wasn't dancing during the week, I always had the weekend where I would go to, I spend a lot of time at my dance classes. So not having access to all of that, it, it did kind of impact me. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. I know I personally also find myself longing to dance when I haven't practiced for a while. It's mm -hmm. definitely calming and stress relieving and it just helps better other areas of my life as well. Right. So, yeah. So dance has so many definitions and different messages to spread. What role do you think you have as a dancer in our society nowadays? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, dance culture today has a very sort of distinct uh, vibe, I guess, today. It's that there's just a lot more focus on, I think, mental health and, and how your mind affects your performance. So I, I just feel like, because every every workshop I've been to recently, every class, there's always a little part of that class where the teacher will focus on your, your kind of your emotional state at that point. So it's kind of like a pep talk sometimes, or sometimes it's just, you know, focusing on creating a certain kind of character, a certain mood within yourself. And, you know, you always, it always gives you a little boost your self-esteem or or allows you to be a little bit more expressive. Um, and I just think that that has played such an important role in my life. And I think I think to all the students of those dance teachers who hear that message, also, um, I've, I've seen that it really seems to impact people. Because uh, so the format of a lot of these classes is that you learn the choreography, you have this little pep talk or um, mental health kind of talk, and then people start to perform in little groups. Sometimes when you're performing in front of other people, you suddenly get shy, you don't want to do, you don't want to go as full out because everyone's staring at you, what if it goes wrong? But that's the time where your teacher will come in and be like, so what if it does go wrong, right? Like, just make it your own, express yourself in the way that you want. And that's such an important part of life. I think that if you're not willing to take risks, right, you're never going to be able to fully experience life or, or try try all these new things which could end up being wonderful experiences. So I think because dance has that kind of therapeutic power in some ways, as a dancer today, it's really important to incorporate that into your classes or just in the message that you spread. So that's definitely one aspect. Another aspect is apart from just the individual emotional health, it's also important to spread, spread love amongst different communities. You know, if you have that kind of platform to encourage more tolerance, to encourage coexistence, those are all kinds of those are all the kinds of messages that you want to be spreading through your dance. And I think with social media, with Instagram, YouTube, not only do you have space to have your video or your pictures, there's all that space in your captions. And I've seen people doing this where they use that space 
to sort of promote good messages in the world. So I just think that that's super important to be, to realize that you have that power over other people. Yeah, so, so help them go in the right direction. I love your mentality and I'm glad you're embracing this role and that you're spreading, that you're using your platform to spread such positive messages. So I know that you spent a good portion of your summer last year improving your technique and skills in Mumbai, India. Um, What did that experience teach you and how have you improved from it? Uh, Yeah, so I spent um, like six weeks in India last summer and part of that was in Bombay, part of it was traveling some other places we got to see a few new parts of India that I hadn't seen before. But so the time I spent in India was I mean sorry, in Bombay was really great, I think, for me as a dancer because one, it taught me how explosive the whole world of dance is in Bombay as well as on social media. You know, I just learned about so many more choreographers, all these different dance styles. So that was super exciting for me because I was like, wow, like there's so many people doing this and this is becoming like a huge industry, I think. And, you know, it's it, when you realize how many people are doing this and it, it's, I feel like it's no longer this thing where it's like there's one person who has tons of followers and then everybody else is just kind of like on the side. There's actually so many people with huge followings and, you know, huge groups of students. So it, it just seems like now there's so much more space for all sorts of artists to create their own classes and have their own dance forms. And it's, it's not, it's, to me it seems like it's not as cutthroat through the use of social media. I don't know exactly what the reality of that is. You know, maybe it hasn't changed as much when you go into the really professional zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's kind of what I've observed. Uh, and then in, in Bombay itself, I did a lot of classes um, that I think primarily helped me in terms of performance. You know, at the end of every class, there's always a section where you have to perform in these small groups and everybody else is watching you. And, you know, as a performer before that, I would often be kind of shy to perform before. I had that mentality of like, oh, I'm not going to go full out until I'm on stage, which I think a lot of people feel that way because they're just a little shy to be fully vulnerable. Mm in front of the other people in their class, you know, like, yeah. after you perform on stage, no one is going to be like, that was, that was crap. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, in your dance class, you might be worried that someone might judge you, or your teacher might be like, okay, that was, you need to fix this. But, but you know, when, when you're in those classes, there's none of that. You don't have time to be like, oh, I'm embarrassed, and I'm not going to do this. Like, that would be a lot worse than, I think, actually giving your full effort and, and messing up. So I really learned how to just turn that performance mode on and not be so worried about what other people are thinking. And I think once you get past that barrier, then you're also a little bit more open to people criticizing you. And that's super important too, because you're never going to get better unless you know you are able to hear that criticism. So especially with classical Indian forms where expression plays such a huge role, you know, it's really, it's really useful to have to be able to show your teacher your expressions beforehand, and then they can they can tweak it and help you with the nuances. So, I really appreciated that from Bombay. Yeah, I feel like confidence is such an important thing for all of us, but we all struggle with it so much. I'm glad that you were able to get past that, and it definitely helps you improve. So that's really great. 
that's such a unique experience and I hope I can do something like that and embark on a similar journey sometime in the future and improve my skills as well. So coming to my next question, why do you think dance or any art is important for others to pursue? I think, you know, like a lot of other, like even any academic field you might pursue, art really teaches you how to open your mind to the world. Mm-hmm. You understand that everybody has very different experiences of life and to accept different experiences and learn how to, you know, learn how to tolerate other people. And I think art particularly allows people to represent the world the way they experience it. You know, whether it's dance or a, or a painting or music, these are all just ways of storytelling and communicating your emotions, which can't always be spoken aloud. So I think just in terms of creating a world where we, we sort of start to understand different experiences and different interpretations, art really plays a crucial role like in, in that. And, and that's why, you know, even literature is kind of an art form in that sense, because literature allows you to tell different stories and to uh, learn about completely different people and completely different things than you have ever really uh, had in your own life. Yeah, for sure. Definitely have an interesting take on the importance of art. And as a final question, I would like to ask you, what advice do you have for other young dancers out there? So I think in terms of um, pursuing dance, I would say that it's super important to be very committed. You have to really prioritize dance in your life. You know, you have to make that effort to do your daily practice, to seek out opportunities. It's a very active thing, I think. You know, there's really never a time where you can rely on anyone else to create those opportunities for you. And you can't, you just can't be half-hearted about it. It's, it's something that you have to give your full self to. And sometimes I think that, you know, that necessitates sacrificing certain things. Like sometimes you want to go somewhere with your friends, but you know you have to do this other thing. You have to, you have to do your uh, practice for your performance or whatever that is and you know for that I wanted to give this one example which is when I was practicing for my Rathmarch Pravish which is you know the culminating performance that you give as a Kathak dance or as a classical Indian dancer in general it's mm-hmm. sort of your first big solo performance mm-hmm. and so during that time over the summer my parents actually planned like a one or two day trip to Philadelphia and I just, I, I was so nervous about going and I actually ended up leaving, you know, the day after we arrived mm-hmm. just because it was a big performance and I, I knew, I, I just knew I needed to give it that, like, I, I just knew that I was missing precious practice time by being away and it really, it made me nervous. So um, I came back and I, I did, I did practice and, you know, it, 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 it's okay if that's not you. I think if you don't feel that committed to it, that's okay. You'll find something else that you're that passionate about. But you know, you'll never you'll never feel bad about that sacrifice because ultimately you got what you wanted, you you got the perfection that you were hoping for. So so yeah, I think ultimately that that would be my biggest piece of advice is that realize that it's very competitive and it is something you have to work really hard at. But if it's something you're really passionate about, you'll never you'll never feel the burden of that. Yeah, thank you for that example. That is such great advice. 
I personally agree and would benefit from incorporating this into my life as well. And I'm sure the listeners would agree with me. Thank you so much, Ravithi, for being the first guest on Art with Anvi. It was a pleasure to get to know more about you and hear your wonderful accomplishments in the dance world. Good luck with everything, and I look forward to watching more of your performances. Everyone, make sure to go follow Ravithi at Ekdumalag, which is spelled E-K-D-U-M-A-L-A-G, and follow Art with Anvi on Instagram to stay updated. Thank you for listening.